Welcome to What's On My Mind with Caden Wright. Today, I have cars on my mind. Cars are great tools, and they've helped us compress space and time like we have never been able to before. However, what have been some unintended consequences of cars? Are cars as good as they seem? Cars once started out as horseless carriages in the 1800s. Cars evolved and eventually got to be like Henry Ford's Model T. They were, they kind of had the basic feel of what we would say is like a modern day car. Henry Ford's Model T is probably one of the most famous cars there ever was. And it sold a lot of, it was very popular, let's just say. It sold very well. Cars evolved and evolved and got better and better, and soon we were able to go places faster and faster. I can travel from one end of my state to the other in four hours now, and I'm out in the West. In short, cars have really revolutionized travel time. We have been able to go places where we haven't been able to go before. We've been able to do more things, meet new people, and do all sorts of other great things. There's been NASCAR, which is an entire sport dedicated to car racing, and countless others. However, are cars really as good as they seem? Consider the former leading cause of death for young people, car crashes. I don't have the exact statistics on me, but there's a horrific number of people that die each year in traffic incidents. I want to say last year in Utah, it was about 300 fatalities or 400 fatalities from car crashes on Utah roads. Also, there's climate change. Cars are one of the main factors of climate change just in the world because they're so ubiquitous and they use gas. Fortunately, members in the car industry are pivoting away from gas to electronic, so that will help a little, but that's going to take a long time to develop. Also, cars could be a hidden cause of the obesity epidemic. I don't think that's something we've really thought about too much. That cars could be really a big part in creating or at least exacerbating the obesity epidemic. Because before cars, people would walk, run, or ride horses to wherever they went. You couldn't ride a horse too far because then it would get tired. And also, horses just weren't as fast as cars. So, people were less obese then than they are now. Not to say that we haven't made great progress in the medical field. I would say that there's a lot more people around today than before, which is, I guess, kind of obvious, but that's because of the great improvements in our medical field. But, long story short, people back then didn't have to deal with obesity and just... um, 
healthiness related to inactivity like we do today. Cars just, you don't really do much in a car. You kind of sit there, like put the pedal to the floor and use a brake or whatever. That's kind of it. That's not a whole lot of physical activity there. And, but it's convenient. It gets us from place to place really quick. That's good. But we're losing out on something so much more important. Our health. I find it interesting to note that although there's a lot more people around today and we have cured so many more sicknesses and we've cured so many diseases since back in the 1800s when cars were first around, we have created a lot of new diseases, which cars have a, I would say, in my opinion, a large part. We've created this thing called the obesity epidemic, which was not a thing in the 1800s. There's also been increased cases of diabetes, which can affect, which has affected many, many, many people in the United States as well. There's also other heart-related and just inactivity-related diseases that we have created ourselves, in part because of cars. I mean, I would guess that the way most people got around back in the day when they were walking and stuff, that was how they got most of their exercise. That and, like, working in the field. They would be walking from place to place, and that would keep them healthy. But now we can just hop in our car and drive. We can just go. And we don't have to walk from place to place, and we don't have to be active. I think that the recent generations are some of the first generations that have not had to be active. Being physically active is a choice you have to make, not something you have to do in order to live. I want to give you an analogy. And my teacher, one of my teachers at junior high once used this to demonstrate thinking capacity, but I think it's also applicable in real life as well. So people that think fast and are quick when they're thinking and are really bright, they are like people in the car, and they can get from point A to point B really quickly, whether that's mastering a math concept or learning computer programming or something else of the sort. They can get from point A to B at 80 miles an hour and complete the whole thing in like 10 minutes. However, for the rest of us who are less bright and less gifted, we are like people um, walking or on bikes or on scooters or something like that. And we take a lot longer to get from point A to point B. And although the person in the car might get from point A to point B really quick, the people who are walking or on the bikes notice things that the people in the cars don't because they fly by so quickly. We notice the detail in nature, the patterns on the road, and 
the we feel the wind on our faces. I feel that for us, literally, this is a good analogy to take home. If you're in a car, you can get from point A to point B really quickly, and it saves you a lot of time, and you don't have to think about it too much. But if you ride your bike or walk from that same point A to point B, you will see things that you did not see before. There will be differences that you did not realize in the car, and you're like, oh, this was always there? That's really cool. I can tell you this myself, that this works, because I have done it before. I have driven from point A to point B before, and then I have done the same route on a bike. I mean, I had to take a little different route, because bikes can't go on the freeways, but I noticed different things that I didn't notice when in the car. There are buildings that I noticed that I can see from the car, but didn't give much thought to, but now that I see them on the bike, they mean something to me. They mean more to me. And the best part is when you finish your journey on the bike and you come back home and then you get back in the car and do the route again, you'll still notice those things. And you'll notice the details and you'll notice the the small things on that route that make it unique and that make it worthwhile to drive on. My challenge for you this day is to walk or bike a route that you would normally drive and notice the differences and enjoy the wind on your face and the sun and just being out in the open air and not in a shell as you go from point A to point B, wherever that may be. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.